This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. Good morning. This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life podcast. And uh, this is going to be the beginning episode of what I'm planning on being a very exciting adventure for myself. Now, let me tell you a little bit about myself. This is what I'm going to call the origin story for why I am doing what I'm doing. And you'll get a little bit uh, more information in future episodes of this podcast of what I believe in, the successes I've had with business, the failures I've had with business, and why I truly believe that business is one of the most amazing adventures a person can have. It really opens the world to the life of your dreams. Now, when we get back to ideal money life, I'll I'll talk about what that means to me in a a separate episode. But for today, what I'm really going to focus on is telling you about why I am here now and what I'm all about. I was a broke, unemployed accountant trying to build a business from nothing. I really wanted to start a profitable business. And the reason why I wanted to start a profitable business is so that I wouldn't have to get a job. Uh, The one thing I knew is that if I had a job, I would be helping somebody else grow their business so they could become rich. There was another thing about me is I wanted to pour my life into my business. I really wanted my business to be my life's work. One of the frustrations I had when I was an employee was I just, I love to throw everything I have into everything. When I get excited about something, I just go what I call hog wild. I'll give you so many examples. There was uh, a time once when I read the book Into Thin Air, which was written by John Krakauer. And in this book, he wrote about his expedition up Mount Everest. The expedition occurred back in 1996. They were climbing to the top of the mountain And they got to the pinnacle, uh, the roof of the world, looked around, and started uh, their journey back down. And as they were doing this, hurricane force winds came and started roaring all around them. And they they were in serious trouble. John Krakauer ended up making it down. He actually got down to camp for before the storm started, but a lot of the other people on his expedition got caught up. So I was reading this. I felt like I was on the mountain with John Krakauer and all the other adventures. I was fascinated. It was the first time that I'd read a book where I actually felt like I was involved. Um, And kudos to John Krakauer because he's just an amazing writer. Uh, I've read many of his books. I just became fascinated with Mount Everest at that point. And then what I did is I went to the library and I read every book by everyone that wrote about that 1996 Everest climb. I started watching documentaries about it. So I went hog wild about Mount Everest. And then a number of years back, a friend was telling me about running a marathon. 
And he got me really excited about it. And I started running. And a year later, I ran my first marathon. And even though I had some difficulty with that marathon, I did finish it. A couple of days later, I was like, that was amazing. I just ran a marathon. And the thought came to me, I want to run six marathons this year. And so I started on that process. Uh, there have been so many other, oh, another thing, this is when it was a big one that was really big to me. I watched a movie called In the Shadow of the Moon, I think it was, and it was about the Apollo space program. And I was just blown away. It was so amazing. And this happens now. We're in the 50th anniversary year of the landing of the first man on the moon. And we're in July of 2019, and it's uh, super exciting again for me. And I went hog wild about the Apollo program. So hog wild that I actually interviewed one of the astronauts who walked on the moon. It was amazing. And in fact, that interview I had with that astronaut, it was still to this day, one of the most amazing experiences I had in my life. So I've had all these instances in my life where I go hog wild. Getting back to where I had frustrations with the normal business world, where I was an employee. I'm this type of person, I jump in with both legs, and I don't even know if that's the right phrase, but I jump in and I just go hog wild with what I'm doing. And the frustration I had when I was an employee is I would work, work, work really hard, and then the next thing I know is I was underappreciated for various reasons. And I'm going to acknowledge and own this right now that I was one of the reasons why I wasn't acknowledged. What happened is I started to build up resentment because I was doing all this work, pouring my heart and soul into everything. And then I get a, a tiny little bonus. I remember there was one year where I worked, I don't know how many extra hours during tax season, and I got a $500 bonus. It was just kind of a, a slap in the face almost. It was like, yeah, we, we appreciate that you worked for us. We appreciate that we you made all, us all this money. But at the same time, we're going to pay you a pittance. And, and so there was this frustration in my life that I wanted to get beyond. I'd owned many businesses before this and realized the unlimited potential that uh, one can have as a business owner. I wanted to also be able to make money so I could pay my bills and so I could support my wonderful wife. And at that time, we had two young daughters. My first daughter, let me go, go back for a second. My wonderful wife's name is Angel. To give some context there, she is one of 10 children in her family. And she was the first daughter. I think she was number four in the family. Her mother was so excited that she finally had a girl that she named her Angel. Angel has definitely lived up and actually has moved beyond that that moniker that she was given so many years ago at her birth. My oldest daughter at the time, I believe, was one or two. She must have been two. Her name is Nora. Uh, now she's 13. And my second daughter was Claire, and she was one at the time. I already had an accounting degree. And one of the frustrations that I had going back to where I was going through my employee career is I wasn't, I, I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do. So my work wasn't fulfilling 
And I also knew that because of that, I was always going to be limited by an employee as an employee. And while I was in one of my first accounting jobs, I saw this opportunity to get an MBA degree from NC State. They had a part-time program. And I was like, well, this is great. I can continue to work full-time and then I can go get my MBA degree. And in three years, I'll have an MBA degree and I'll be an accountant and all this other stuff built up this amazing resume. I also got a, became a certified public accountant. So I had all this great, tremendous knowledge and I had work experience. And this was in 2008. In 2008, I believe it was in May of 2008, I graduated from the MBA program. I was actually unemployed at that time. I had made some extremely stupid rookie mistakes as an employee. And consequently, I got, I remember this was one Monday, I think it was in September of 2007, my boss sent me an email and said, uh, would you meet me in my office? And I knew, oh, great, she's going to fire me. And when you know that you're going to get fired, you know you're not in the right place. <laughs> she called me in and said, your services are no longer needed. I pack your stuff and, and leave. Uh, I don't know if it was exactly like that. That's how I remember it. Uh, but it was a short meeting. But I do remember distinctly, she said, we no longer need your services. Uh, something to that effect. So I packed up my bags, humiliated, went about my way. A year later, I realized that nobody wanted to hire me. I could not get a recommendation from either of my previous employers uh, because I had not been a quote-unquote good employee. I didn't blame them because that's I had I had done the things to be a quote-unquote bad employee. So I was feel, feeling extremely horrible about this situation. My, my my wife, Angel, believed in me tremendously. When we first got married, actually a couple months before we got married, we started the process of buying a, a janitorial business. And now we had this janitorial business and the, the janitorial business, we cleaned offices at night. So it worked out really well. I was able to do everything I needed to do. I went to school to, at the time. But when it came to me doing the part-time MBA program at NC State, I was working full-time as an accountant, and then I was going to school a couple of nights a week. And I didn't have time to clean uh, the offices on top of that. And uh, we started, uh, I started the MBA program, uh, and the next, I think I started that in July of 2005. And then in September, my first daughter, Nora, was born. Those of you who have had become brand new parents know what uh, amazing experiences that is in a couple of respects. Uh, one, your, your life is forever changed. Two, it's, it's a bit uh, overwhelming in, in a lot of respects. There I was going to school at night and I was uh, with, I was also working full time as an accountant. And uh, my wife took on, uh, I said, look, I can't do everything here. I can't go to school full time or part time. I can't, uh, I cannot do this um, work full time. And then, and then on top of that, um, clean offices at night. And so she took up the slack there. And so she continued to clean offices at night. She got a little baby carrier and put uh, my little baby Nora in the carrier. She would vacuum the floors and she would clean out garbage cans and 
clean toilets. The, in the summer of 2000, or actually this was in 2007, I, I was I was a, a failure. I I, I I I didn't have any job prospects, and I was just like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Uh, I said, and then I was like, well, I, I know that I can become an accountant. So the problem was I was getting, I was starting to get new clients. But the other thing that was happening, and this is what so many businesses do, is I was spending more money than I was making. And this was two years later. I had maxed out my credit cards. I depleted all my savings. And I was digging a hole financially for myself every month. I really felt like I was on the verge of being a complete and utter failure. I was going to force my young family to go through the indignity of poverty that I had lived as a teenager. And I will tell you the one thing I hated being poor. It was humiliating to me when I was growing up. And I had made a vow to myself that I was not going to live that way. When I got out of my house, I was going to go to college and I was going to make money and provide, provide for my family. Then as if by chance, something amazing happened. I remember I was sitting there just pondering, what am I going to do? I've got to turn my business around. And I remember reading a, reading a money secret that I had learned from reading The Richest Man in Babylon. And this is this secret that I read was all about becoming a master of my money. Now, it was crystal clear to me how I could make my business profitable because I saw I was able to start paying myself. And then I could start digging myself out of this deep financial hole that I had created. So I started my business thinking that if I could just get more customers, I would be able to solve all my money problems. But what I learned instead is I needed to focus on my profits. And the profits were in fact more important to me than focusing on sales. I went to my bank and I set up a new bank account. Now that bank account, I named my Damon bank account. Every time someone paid me, I moved 10% of that payment to my Damon bank account. Let's say I got a $1,000 payment. I would move $100 from my business account, and at that time I called it the operating bank account, to my Damon bank account. So $900 in my, or my operating bank account, and then $100 was in my Damon bank account. After I did that, I started taking care of my personal bills. Suddenly, I was at a point where I was building a healthy business that worked. That's when I realized the secret to building a healthy business with paying myself first. My plan was to start cutting unnecessary expenses. And when I say unnecessary and when I say unnecessary expenses, I'm talking about the expenses that were not producing any results. So I started looking at my bank account, on my bank statements, and I started looking at my credit card statements immediately. And I cut, started cutting all the fat out of my business spending. Uh, but I didn't stop there. I was starting to have money so I could pay off my credit cards. And that became one of my first goals was to pay off my credit cards. I wanted to cut out the unnecessary credit card interest that I had. After that, I started saving money so that I could build up cash reserves. Now, the reason I wanted to do this was in case I had a slow month in my business, then I would have some cash reserves to carry me through to the next month. Now, this all sounded great, but there was still a problem. I was determined to start saving money for retirement. I was having great success with this. I finally got to where I was covering all my 
personal bills. My business was starting to make money. And every year I got to the point where I was maxing out my retirement account. Now, what I was doing though, is I was maxing out my retirement account in December. And what ended up happening is as a result of doing this, I moved all my business cash reserves into my retirement account. And I was moving into January and February. Something to know is that January and February are very expensive months. Uh, they were very expensive months in my business back then. In fact, they were the most expensive uh, months each year because that's when I had to pay a lot of expenses in order to get ready for taxes. It really was kind of, from a cash flow standpoint, it was a, a little bit of a stupid move for me to make to dry up all my cash reserves. And the other thing that I did is in order to max out my cash reserves, I was playing a little bit of a game that most business owners play is where they kick the can down the road until the tax bill is due. So I made my minimum tax payments, but they weren't enough. So I also knew that come April, I was going to have a big tax bill, but that's all right because my tax season would provide me enough cash to pay for my taxes. And then last January, in January 2018, I was completely frustrated with this situation. I was like, I've got to change things. I'm sick and tired of going through this situation where I build up cash reserves and then I deplete it. So I, the big core causes of depleting cash reserves were putting money into retirement and paying taxes. I'm 100% believe in paying my taxes. Both of those had to be done. But I also wanted to make sure that I was building up my retirement account. I was so frustrated about this, and that's when I read Profit First. And I basically expanded upon what I was doing before. I set up a couple other bank accounts. I set up a bank account for my profit. I set up one for my taxes. I set up one for my, my retirement savings. That's when I came up with a solution that I'm calling Idea Money Life. And Idea Money Life is my uh, solution to my money problems. And I thought if I could create something that would make it possible for me to create my Idea Money Life, then I could do help other people create that as well. What I call an ideal money life is a life where all your money needs and desires are taken care of. Okay, it's a life where all my dreams would become true. Now, I wanted to have cash set aside to pay my taxes when they were due. I also wanted to have cash set aside to pay all my bills. I wanted to have cash set aside to give myself a, a bonus every quarter. I wanted to have time also to enjoy spending time with my family and doing the things that I love doing. And I realized if I could do all these things, I would be really happy. Now, after three, just three years of discipline with my money, developing new valuable services that my customers paid more for, and focusing, spending money only on things that improve my business, I was able to create my ideal money life. In fact, I became so successful at this that I transform my business from a money pit into a business that only spent 25% of revenues on operating expenses. Every year I maxed out my retirement savings. I paid myself a healthy six-figure salary. And also every single month I was taking a vacation with my family. Now, within three years from this point where I was in the depths of despair back in 2010, I created my ideal money life. I created a life that was way beyond my wildest dream. I created a business I loved where I was working with customers I adored. I created a business that gave me more money 
to live the life of my dreams. And I also had time to enjoy spending with my family. I developed this amazing hobby where I was building model airplanes. I know it's a little bit geeky, but hey, I really enjoy it. I get to create these amazing little airplanes. And I had money to upgrade to a dream home when my son was born. Now, after creating my ideal money life, I was able to build a stable life for my family so that they would avoid the indignity of poverty that I had experienced as a teenager. I was able to stop worrying about money because now I had a business that would give me all the money I ever wanted. In the end, something more important happened. I proved to myself that I could win at life. And what I realized is I always had everything I needed to make a better life for my children and a better life that my parents failed to provide to me. And there you go. That is my journey to creating my ideal money life. And it's something I'm, forgive me for a second. It's something that I'm super proud of. And the money has been wonderful, but what has been more amazing is being able to create and build a life that is beyond the dreams I ever had as a teenager. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin. Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.